Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. Welcome to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. We have four special guests today who are going to talk about Gabby. Um, I'd like to introduce a, a dear colleague of mine that I've known for many, many years, Leanne, and students who are working with her, Julie, Abby, and Kylie. So welcome to Health Matters. I'm gonna turn it over to you, Leanne. Thank you, Karen. Uh, we're really excited today to talk about Gabby and the Gabby system. Um, and I am an occupational therapist and a clinical assistant professor at Boston University Sargent College in the Department of Occupational Therapy. And for about a decade now, my research interests have really focused on urban communities of color um, and populations that may be identified as underrepresented. Um, or underserved. And so the Gabby system, which we'll get into today, really targets this population. So Leanne, um, can you or Julie or Abby or Kylie tell us more about Gabby? Sure. So Gabby has been under development for about 10 years. Um, and, you know, about a decade ago or a little bit more, there was a shift in healthcare in the United States that focused on maternal and child health. So for decades, we really focused on prenatal care, and that really emphasizes getting mothers um, healthy so that they have a healthy pregnancy and have favorable birth outcomes. But we were realizing for many mothers, and especially moms from communities of color, it seemed like prenatal care was a little too late. Um, research tells us that African-American women have poorer birth outcomes than women of any other racial group. And when we talk about birth outcomes, we're looking at prematurity or babies born too soon. We also look at birth weight and we find that babies born to Black and African American women um, are often underweight. Um, and we also know that there's increased rates of African American infants dying within the first year of life more than um, infants of any other racial group. So doctors really tried to examine why was this happening and perhaps our health efforts needed to start way before prenatal care. We also know that about half of pregnancies are unplanned. So maybe doctors and researchers thought it made more sense just to promote all women getting healthy so that in the event they did get pregnant, they had more favorable um, birth outcomes. And you know, really it's a benefit for all women to be as healthy as they can all of the time. So Gabby really um, 
was introduced during the shift that was called preconception care. So we moved a little bit away from prenatal care and went to preconception care again, trying to get all women healthy as early as possible so that in the event they did become pregnant, they already had healthy behaviors and didn't need to change any unfavorable behaviors really quickly because we all know that's really hard to do. So the literature also tells us that the patient provider visit is sometimes challenging for African-American women. They often report feeling discriminated against or disempowered or not being able to share their voice during a clinical encounter with physicians. So Gabby was also created to try to support um, women to get health information that they needed without necessarily having to visit the doctor as frequently. So I wanna be clear, the Gabby and the Gabby system is not meant to replace a doctor, but it's really to support women and to provide health information to them when they perhaps feel like they can't always access it um, through a provider. So Gabby was created with researchers and clinicians from Boston University School of Medicine, Boston Medical Center, and um, some technology experts from Northeastern University. So it's really a cross-university effort, and it's been really fabulous. Gabby is considered a virtual patient advocate, and so she's kind of like an animated um, creature, kind of, and she can have conversations with women and users of the Gabby system. Um, and based on their responses to her, she kind of um, tailors her messaging to them so that her recommendations and her advice are really specific and unique to the user and less generic. So the Gabby system starts with the health survey and Gabby assesses for about 100 um, health risks. And based on user responses to those risks, she then creates what we call as a my health to do plan. And it's really an action oriented list of items and next steps that women should do to try to minimize these health risks and optimize their health for right now and for a future pregnancy. Well, this is so, so interesting. And it sounds like it's interprofessional as well, besides um, between um, a few universities. It is, which is really exciting, um, you know, and I really became energized by the idea of Gabby because as a pediatric OT, I often wondered why I was seeing a large population of children with developmental delays or other cognitive or physical challenges, and many of them seem to be from the African-American and Black community, and I always wondered, is there a backstory to this? So when I became involved with the Gabby system, I really began to understand potentially some of the contributing factors um, to why I was seeing these children. And so I feel like I was then able to move to the preventive side and try to figure out a way to improve um, health for this population. So have you been involved in this since the start um, 10 years ago? I have. I was uh, one of the founding uh, developing members of the research team. And it's great because, as you said, Karen, it's been, uh, has been and continues to be very interprofessional. We've had nurses on our team before, um, public health students, residents. There's a variety of people who have all contributed their knowledge and professional lens to Gabby. And I think that is why she's um, 
you know, really users say they trust her and they appreciate the information she relays. And that's because I think, you know, we've had so many great people contribute, including my students. So they have really focused on um, promoting Gabby through social media. And so Gabby is targeting young Black and African American women. And we're really trying to engage this population with using the system. Um, and we know that social media often helps these days. And so the students have really been instrumental to create what I call a social media plan. Um, and they've really used some statistics um, and some evidence to kind of guide the development of this plan. So I'm gonna let Julie continue um, and share a little bit more about their social media plan development. Thank you, Leanne. And hi, everyone. My name is Julie. I'm an undergraduate student at Boston University studying health science. Uh, and I have had the privilege to be an undergraduate research assistant for the past two years with this team. Um, so as Leanne said, we really focused on creating a social media plan to disseminate this information. And so in the creation of this plan, in brainstorming this and sort of trying to choose why social media and why certain social media, we mainly compared Facebook and Twitter to very large uh, platforms. Um, so as recent as 2019, we find that Facebook is the most widely utilized platform, um, second to YouTube, uh, and this makes sense because Facebook is one of the oldest and largest social media platforms and it recently celebrated its 15th anniversary. And we also see that Twitter is very, very widely used amongst US adults with uh, around one in five of US adults utilizing Twitter. Uh, we also find that African American and black populations utilize Twitter uh, more than the general population with about one in four of them utilizing Twitter. And a lot of people, as much as 71%, utilize Twitter uh, more so than other social media platforms to get news and information-based uh, information content. So we thought that Twitter would be a great platform to, in addition to Facebook, uh, to start our Gabby social media project. Um, not only is there a breadth of information uh, available on these platforms. Not only uh, does it provide an opportunity for people to connect, but we've seen in the most recent years how social media platforms, specifically Twitter and Facebook, have also uh, helped uh, contribute to the changing face of social justice uh, in America and in the world. Um, so without further ado, I think I will pass the mic to my peers so they can speak more specifically to our social media platform. Thanks, Julie. Um, so hi, everyone. My name is Abby, and I'm a first year OTD student, occupational therapy student at Boston University. And this is my first year working with Leanne as a graduate assistant as well. Um, like Julie said, the social media platform that we've been working with most frequently is Twitter. And over the past two years, I just jumped onto this in the fall, but um, we've created a calendar of tweets that goes a year out. And all of these tweets are created with a goal of providing easily accessible evidence-based health information and current events, as well as um, a way to encourage engagement in the Gabby system. Um, so just to, um, when we were developing the social media plan, we decided to have four different days of tweets with a theme 
that we use a hashtag for each day. Um, those four days are Tip Tuesday, or Thursday Thought, Saturday Shout Out, and then once a month, uh, Sunday Sound. Um, so our Sunday Sound tweet um, provides a monthly podcast that is culturally relevant, informative, engaging, and empowering. And that goes out on the first Sunday of every month. Um, and then weekly, we have a Tuesday tip that presents health information every Tuesday, such as links to health resources and awareness campaigns and health information tailored to Black and African-American women. Then we have a Thursday thought, which um, is a weekly post that engages viewers, fosters conversations among Black and African-American women, and identifies topics of conversation to initiate with healthcare providers through the presentation of inspiring personal narratives, thought-provoking questions, and calls to action. And then our last weekly one is a Saturday shout out, um, which celebrates the success of Black and African-American leaders and community organizations by acknowledging important dates and identifying current events that are noteworthy within the Black and African-American community. Um, so that's just a little bit about what our social media plan looks like and what we've been working on. Um, so now I'm actually gonna pass it over to Kylie to talk a little bit more about how we are assessing the effectiveness through reach and exposure. Thanks, Abby. My name is Kylie, and I'm a second year student in the BU's entry level occupational therapy doctoral program. And I've been able to work with Leanne for the last two years on this program. Um, so, in choosing those three or choosing those four days that Abby just talked about, first we went and looked at the accounts of other social media platforms that were um, providing similar information and targeting health disparities, preconception health and um, the birth outcomes that we are also interested in. And we realized that uh, our social media platform could be a way for us to help foster public engagement and partnership, build trust in our Gabby program, and a way for us to disseminate critical health information and create a dialogue about important health issues um, with our users. We wanted to figure out a way to measure the impact of this and make sure that our program, um, our plan was efficacious in getting this information and creating that dialogue. So we looked to the research and we found this article by Niger published in 2012 and he or they provided um, a plan um, on how to do this uh, as they recommended health promotion programs should identify the aims of their social media plan and then align those aims with key performance indicators. So for Gabby, we um, were really interested in tracking the number of participants in, that our system was able to reach, which is described by this um, system as reach. And then um, other metrics we were interested in looking at was uh, insights. So we are able to thankfully monthly review people's comments on the thing, talk to Gabby users directly and take their opinions and feedback on our system to constantly update what we're doing. And then we also wanted to look at engagement and engagement refers to the rates of likes and dislikes on our post, um, the comment rates, the number of retweets and mentions, and the number of people who also use our system, um, our social media plan to actually, as a reminder to use Gabby and as a way of connecting to their doctors if they hear of something through one of our tweets that they're interested in learning more about. And um, our whole point is that hope, following every month, we're gonna do use analytics that are, you're able to use through Twitter and Facebook, 
look at what's happening and if need to adjust our tweets as we go along this year to make sure that they're applying the information that is most wanted um, by uh, the followers of both of these programs. This, this is really interesting. Um, I, I love social media and I think that this is uh, a great way of reaching um, your target population. But could you share some of what you're tweeting um, and what are you sharing on social media? I think that would be really interesting. I can speak to that briefly. Most of our tweets are actually aligned with the health information that um, is presented in the Gabby system. As Leanne mentioned before, Gabby assesses for over 100 risks. So we intentionally provided information related to those risks. But also we found in reviewing the social media platforms that were like currently existing that like being cued into um, events in the news, being cued into um, in celebrities and other important people in the news and recognizing holidays as a way to promote engagement too. So our tweets are kind of a mixture of like promoting information as well as recognizing others in the community as well as asking questions that are thoughtful um, about current issues, health disparities, to try to get a dialogue going as well. Great. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to throw this back out. Um, Gabby's 10. Um, what are you hoping um, you see as the next step with Gabby? Great question. So Gabby is currently being implemented at Healthy Start sites throughout the United States and also several community health centers. And so the next steps are really to move Gabby from a research platform into the real world. And our hope is that users will really engage with her. And again, that's really why the social media um, development was so important because as we're making this transition and Gabby is really being integrated into these clinical centers, we wanted a natural way for users to engage with her. Um, you know, and what we've already said about social media, it just seemed logical that for Gabby to really reach our target audience, we, she needed to have a social media presence. So that's currently where she is. Um, and for future, we're hoping potentially to tweak Gabby a little bit and potentially focus a little bit more on maternal health and just pregnancy outcomes. So it's still related, but a little, maybe um, Gabby version two will focus a little less on child outcomes, but more on pregnancy outcomes, because we know that um, Black and African American women are three times more likely to have a pregnancy-related death than women of any other racial group. And that's really an alarming statistic um, to have today in the United States. Um, it's been like that for many, many decades. Um, but I think, you know, COVID-19 for sure in this pandemic has re-highlighted the disparities that remain in the United States. So our group is really committed to, you know, pushing Gabby along so we can try to minimize uh, health disparities for this population in a variety of outcomes. I'm very impressed with everything that you're doing. And I'm sure others who are listening to this um, episode of Health Matters will feel the same way. So how can they find out more information um, about Gabby? Well, you could become a Gabby follower. Kylie, do you wanna share some information about that? Sure, I can do that. Um, so to become a Gabby follower, simply you can follow us on Twitter 
um, at Gabby underscore system. And we also have a, a aligning Facebook account. So you're, you can follow there. And then um, we actually have a website too, if um, you wanna learn just more information about the program, um, which is on BU's Family Medicine's website under the preconception, Project Preconception Care sublink. Well, thank you so much. Thank, thank all four of you for all that you're doing. And um, I look forward to following Gabby too. And when I finish recording today, I will sign up on your social media sites. So thank you for being with us and, and our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College. <laughs> <laughs>